0: Hi, I'm Alon Altman, and I'm Dave Juskow, and this is Billy Joel A to Z.
1: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Billy Joel A to Z. Today's installment is all about soul. All About Soul is the sixth track on the River of Dreams album, which is Billy Joel's 12th and final pop studio album released on August 10th, 1993. It was the second single officially released in October of 1993, peaked at number 29 on the Billboard album charts on Christmas Day of 93 and lasted 26 weeks on the charts. The ranking. According to Christopher Bonanno, in 2015, Vulture article is, Elon? I'm going to guess
0: 118. Wow. So you think that he hated this song? I hope he hated this song because I don't like this song. And if he loved this song, then I feel like my whole perception of his list is out the window. Well, you were correct.
1: I mean, he, he didn't hate it as much as you thought, but 89. Okay. I was out off by a lot. He did not love the song. However, in the 2017 Newsday article, out of 124 Billy Joel songs, they rank it at 35. Newsday.
0: You see, I'm going to cancel my subscription right after we're done with <laughs> it.
1: Fans out of 120 rank one rank it as 56. So, as you can see, everyone has a different opinion about this particular song. Uh, Christopher Bonanno says, uh, <laughs> Says it the perfect way I think you're thinking of it. Another from the depression series that had many of the ingredients to be a hit, but didn't have the snap to get there. On the flip side of that, the Newsday article says the most Springsteenian of Joel's rockers. It's telling that the frist pumping guitar driven heroics are for the hard working of keeping a relationship alive. This is a stadium rock
0: all in the name of love. Oh, give me a break. calling oh. this a rocker and stadium rock. I want to just throw up right now. well, we are also talking about the
1: all about soul remix in this one it's uh that that's an additional song, which I don't know you know I've been trying to listen to the differences of those two, and I kind of like the remix better, but I'm not sure why I do or if I can even find
0: a difference. Did you listen to both? I did not listen to the remix, oh.
1: Yeah, well, it counts apparently as uh, one of the songs. Not to do an additional podcast about it, but there so is what's an addition about remix. it. I'm not exactly sure. I mean, it's just longer, mostly. This, the album version of "All About Soul" is five mi- a whopping five minutes and five fifty nine seconds. That's obviously almost six minutes. The single version is only four minutes and fifteen seconds. Thank goodness. But the remix is six oh five. I like this song.
0: Uh-oh. This might be the first one that we have opposite opinions on.
1: Well, I don't love it, but I like it, and I have sentimental reasons about it for liking it as well. So it's been in my, since he since 1993, it's kind of been in my Billy Joel songs that go in my head wheelhouse. It comes up often in my head. Often the chorus comes up. I am not exactly sure why, but like I said, I have a thing about this song when he played it on Saturday night live. And the reason is, is because I was there.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. My friend, Sarah Silverman and David tell both were working on Saturday night live at the time. And although I would go to all the after parties, I only think I went to two of the shows. I could have gone to more. I just didn't care. And this was one of the ones, of course I requested because Billy Joel was there. And this time, Did I go with my sister? I don't remember who was sitting next to me. A lot of times when you get a ticket like that, you just got to bring. I mean, it could have been a date, but it could have also been my sister. But it could have also been a guy like you that worships Billy Joel the way I do. So I guess it wasn't a date. I probably would have remembered. But I remember this one in particular because I wasn't running around the Saturday Night Live area. I was seated in a particular seat for the whole show. I remember exactly where I was. I was on the right hand side, and Billy is a little further away where they do the music. And the reason I remember all about Soul in particular, because I didn't even remember that he played River of Dreams that night, is because that song, because it was played second, and it was late at night at that point, you know, (laughs) like, and it's just, it was such a song that was so, I don't know, it was like moving me seeing it live. And the excitement of my friends on the show and just being at Saturday Night Live, that it stuck with me. And the next sketch after it, I always thought didn't work because people were still thinking about All About Soul. (laughs) Because it was such a very quiet sketch. It's with John Malkovich. He was the host. Mm -hmm. And it's that that movie uh, in the line of fire, I think, with Clint Eastwood. And he's calling up Clint Eastwood, but he keeps getting the wrong number, and that's the gag. (laughs) But it was such a quiet sketch. And I remember thinking the audience is still thinking about All About Soul. That's probably just me. (laughs) but And I remember that that was Sarah's only part in the show, that she played the telephone operator. Well, which number are you looking for? And I remember hearing her voice, and I didn't know she was playing that part. And I remember just like this unbelievable... Joyful thing where my friend was having her moment on the show, and I just listened to my favorite musician of all time play live. It was a very exciting moment.
0: With a backstory like that, of course, you're going to have good feelings about the song.
1: That's the thing, you know. Plus, also, I remember, I totally remember, you know, I had a gambling problem, which uh, cuts into another Billy Joel story for another time. (laughs) On the weekend update, on that particular day, the Toronto Blue Jays had won the World Series against the philadelphia phillies and they were doing a weekend update with chris farley playing john Kruk from the phillies uh-huh. is that how you pronounce his name or is it crook Kruk. Kruk. and they, they kevin nealon announced that the blue jays had won and it was just nobody in the audience knew because we didn't have smartphones back then and the game was going on well it was believe me so even though I didn't care about who was playing, I mean, sitting at Saturday Night Live for while game six was going on was not easy for a gambling problem person. But I remember he announced it and the owner was like, "Ah," oh. and I don't know why they'd say, "ah" oh, like they're rooting for the Phillies. But, yeah, it was weird to hear how the game turned out on a live on a live show of Saturday Night Live. You know, that's how I found out that Toronto, the Blue Jays had won, I think, their second
0: yeah, Oops. second in a row. It would have been funny, actually, if you had like a lot of money riding on the Phillies. And when you announced that, you were just like, God damn it.
1: <laughs> I know. Well, th- I'm, I'm sure I did have some sort of money, but I tried to keep it to myself. And of course, I wanted to check it out later. So I was uh, I was like, oh, he gave away the ending. <laughs>
0: but, <laughs> yeah, you were I'm recording sure. it on your VCR. <laughs> exactly. But other
1: than that, I don't hate the song as much as uh, everybody else. I'm probably in that uh, Fam's ranking of 121 at 56.
0: Really? Maybe. I don't know what it is about the song that I don't like. I think it's just that all these love songs, especially on River of Dreams, this is a nice love song about how there's something deeper than love. And then you know that he got divorced from Christy Brinkley, like right after this album came out. And he seems seems so hopeful in this song. It's kind of like in, in Goodfellas when Joe Pesci thinks he's going to get made and then he gets shot in the back of the head. <laughs>
1: I feel like we've only been concentrating on the River of Dreams album. Or is this just the second one or is it already the third in the A's? It
0: feels like the 30th, but I think <laughs> yeah. it's the second one we've done from this album.
1: I do like the, this Danny Kochmer who uh, produced the album. And of course, this, oh, you know what's good? Did you, I know in doing our research, we tend to step on the same things. Did
0: you listen to the motorcycle song? Yes, I did. Did you like that
1: better? Because I
0: did. Yeah, in my ranking of Billy Joel's 122 songs, which includes (laughs) the motorcycle song, that one is my number one song of all time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so folks, there's an album out that we don't like to talk about. It's weird. It's called My Life's Collection, and it just has all this, everything you could ever want in Billy Joel. But he apparently doesn't recognize it as a thing, and you can't blame him because it's half songs. I don't know what artist would want. I mean, maybe when he's dead, he would like this to come out. But it's just pieces of songs. But it is interesting to see the transition when, if you're a fan, clearly he doesn't have the lyrics ready. It's just, and it's so funny. It's like a joke. I used to have this Bruce Springsteen song I used to do in comedy. I'm like, I I had music playing in the background, and I'm like, uh, this song is called driving down the New Jersey turnpike in a pink Cadillac while a police officers trying to stop me and tell me I can't, you know, it was all just everything that Bruce Springsteen has ever put into a song. And that was the, you know, the lyrics and the, and the name of the song. And that's what this, the motorcycle song is. If you listen to it, it's on disc three. It's also, it could be entitled Jericho Road. It's him talking about what Syosset and the boys in Long Island and riding down Jericho Road and all this information on Long Island, which you would think he would have exhausted by the River of Dreams album. It's amazing. <laughs> but I loved the setup. To the, I mean, you know, you don't, we don't want to recommend that song because it's not a finished song. It's not completed. It's not a Billy Joel, but I loved it. It was uh, more speedy. You know, it's more revved up, and then he slowed it down for the original the version we know now.
0: Yeah, and the music, is it sounds more like a lounge singer singing it. The, the, um, the instrumentation is totally different than what you hear on All About Soul, even though it very clearly sounds like the same song, but I think it's just so funny because, like you said, it's, like, it's just a Bruce Springsteen song, and I wonder if that's why he changed it ultimately. He was like, is this too much Bruce?
1: Yeah, but also he sounds happy when he's singing it. It's a happy song. I'm with my boys on a big motorcycle. He said, I think he says a big old motorcycle driving down, having a great time. He sounds happy when he's singing it. And then all of a sudden he changes the lyrics and it's like death.
0: Yeah. I think what happened is he wrote, uh, He, you know, Christy Brinkley probably came to him at some point during the process and said, Hey, I, I painted the album cover for you. And he was like, Oh, that's great. I'll use that. Sure. And then she was like, did you write any good love songs for me on this album? And he was like, Oh, um, yeah. i having going having i having a i i i could change this one i think yeah sure (laughs) well i
1: suppose i could change the motorcycle song to that funny the guy's like he he can't think of anything else because clearly this was it (laughs) he's he's at the end of his um that he could write another song or have another idea in his head so he's like i guess i'll have to change the motorcycle song i i do like the ending where the guitar part comes in like i like that part the and i like that guitar riff at the very very end it ends that way
0: yeah i agree there's certain elements i do like about the song but then there's other parts the backing vocals the it, the chorus with the uh, all that na na na's. i don't need all that easy but it's just cheesy it's like it, anything uh, that's why i can't believe that newsday says this is a, his rock song and stadium rocker and I, maybe like he said it could be the remix that they're talking about there that's that's a harder rocking thing but uh i don't know man to me i was like this is If you had any semblance that he was a rock star still, this song is as far away from that. It's just easy listening.
1: Well, it seems, you know, again, that's Newsday. So maybe he heard the motorcycle song because Newsday is a Long Island newspaper. So they're always going to everything that people hate about Billy Joel, they're always going to do the spin. And like I said, if he had heard the motorcycle song, he probably would have said, this is the greatest song ever, because anybody from Long Island is going to worship that song. It's like with Springsteen and Bon Jovi. I'm like, you can really still write about how great Jersey is at this point? (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: it's like, what exit have I not talked about yet? Right. <laughs> 103 today. I don't know if Billy likes this song because he's only played it live 30 times. And he's been playing a lot in the more recent years. So since 2016, he plays it about three to four times a year. But before that, he I noticed he only played. Play, I noticed
1: he only plays it twice a year.
0: I saw three or four in like twenty nineteen, I think there was four of them. So maybe it is like like that that other list from twenty seventeen where fans seem to like it. Maybe he's noticing that fans are are into this song and it's becoming a bigger part of his act. But for years after the River of Dreams tour, he just basically never played it.
1: Yeah, I suppose you're right. It seems like he doesn't play anything from River of Dreams when he's touring. People seem to have forgotten about that album in in its entirety.
0: And it's not a bad album and Look, this isn't a terrible song. I just think he's got 118 better songs.
1: I don't think, for me, the first one of this series was the worst song I've ever heard from Billy Joe, 52nd Street. Otherwise, for my money, he doesn't really have any terrible songs. Well, I was
0: re-listening to 52nd Street, and I was like, you know what? Maybe we were wrong. This is kind of cool.
1: (laughs) That is so far my least favorite song, and it's hilarious that we had to start this endeavor with that one.
0: Yeah, well, hopefully listeners are still with us by this episode and didn't say, 52nd <laughs> Street, what the hell is this? It doesn't even start with the letter A. So, so an interesting thing about the song is that the backing vocals were done by the group Color Me Bad, which is known for their number one hit in 1991, I Want to Sex You Up. I don't know if you were a fan of Color Me Bad. I wasn't. I was looking on the Wikipedia page for that song, and uh, it's kind of funny because like, they, they got some producer, Dr. Freeze, to write this song for Color Me Bad for their debut album. And he offered it to like four other acts who all turned it down. And then they get these, these schmucks did it. And it became a big hit. And I remember this song because my sister, she was like eight years old. This was the first album she ever got my parents to buy her was Color Me Bad's album. And my parents didn't realize that it had a song called I Want to Sex You Up on it. But I made sure to tell them after they bought it. I was like, <laughs> do you realize that there's a song about sex on this?
1: Yeah, I think I got that one. And I want your sex from George Michael always mixed up, even though they were about 10 years apart. Very similar. Yeah,
0: there's three three out of five words are the same in those titles. Well, what I like about them, me. there's the Simpsons uh, around season three, an episode called Radio Bart, and they have a fake band that Lisa keeps watching on MTV called um, Funky See, Funky Do. And, they're, and the DJ, it's like a Casey Kasem. He's like, and here's Funky See, Funky Do with their new single. I do believe we're naked. (laughs) I don't
1: remember that one, which is odd because season three, that was like, you know, I think I know the first 10 seasons by heart. It's Radio Bart, the one that has Sting as a guest. Oh, when he falls down the well. (laughs) Now I remember the whole thing. It's right. And they have the song to save Bart or to save the kid down the well. Timmy Timmy O'Toole, no?
0: Timmy O'Toole. Yeah. (laughs)
1: And that's one of my favorite ones, because uh, when Sting goes down to get him, Bart just goes, Sting! (laughs) Like he was expecting Sting to go save him. That was great.
0: (laughs) Color Me Bad at the time, when he was recording this, when Billy was recording this song, was pretty big. But then they totally fell off the planet. And I feel like when they were recording this, Billy was probably like, this is going to be great. We got Color Me Bad, um, backing vocals, the hottest R&B group in the world. And he probably told them it's going to be called Billy Joel featuring Color Me Bad. And then uh, by the time the album was released, he was like, let's just take their name off of this thing.
1: Well, they didn't do those things back then featuring. But uh, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs>
0: probably like, "Let's just." we're going to move a million copies of this baby. <laughs> well, now it's time for the trivia portion of the show. Uh, Dave, do you have a, a good stumper for me? I think I do and this is something i
1: think about all the time and i was wondering if you can guess in the song all about soul there is a line that i always and it always flashes me back to something that says it's going to get dark it's going to get cold you got to get tough but that ain't enough it's all about soul it's going to get dark it's going to get cold what is the movie that came out i think the same year but around that exact same time that has a basis in those lyrics it's going to get dark. It's going to get cold. Wow.
0: Okay. All right. So movie. it's going to
1: be, I'll give you a little hint. It's going to be gray and it's going to last you for the rest of your life.
0: Well, I'm going to tell you something. You've completely stumped me. I literally cannot think of what this movie is. It's groundhog day. You know, you want a prediction about the weather. You're asking the wrong film. I'll give you a, a winter prediction. It's going to be cold. It's going to be gray and it's going to last you for the rest of your life. It's going to get
1: dark. It's going to get cold. This is what goes on in my head when I hear it. And it came out around the same time. So I'm like, he's ripping off Groundhog
0: Day. Look at this guy. He's got nothing left in the tank. We're going to hear a story that, that Billy Joel visited the set one day. I'm at hoping the weather station and, uh, <laughs> and just like writing this down real quick. This is good stuff. Well, there's no reason not to think that
1: since clearly he was at the end, <laughs> he had nothing left. We just
0: decided this is the last album. He never wrote another song again. <laughs> he ran out of highways to sing about on long Island. Right. That was a good one. You're right. That's- that is very similar to, to, um, Phil, what was his name? Phil, Con- Phil, Phil, Phil Connors, Phil Connors.
1: Are you talking it's- about Phil Connors? Oh, I think he's inside. needle knows Ned? Ned the Head?
0: Bingo! Right on the first one. <laughs> I dated your sister till you told me to stop. <laughs> uh, what's yours? Okay, so my trivia question is about Long Island geography because it's really about the motorcycle song, which I believe is the definitive version of this song. So in the motorcycle song, what Long Island village does Billy Joel mention? Uh, hint, it's named after a lake. Lake Success. That is correct. Yeah. Success, which is apparently part of the Great Neck Metroplex. Um, but here's part two of the question. Oh. What intergovernmental organization was headquartered in Lake Success from 1946 to
1: 1951? I have no idea. The United Nations. You know, I was going to say the United Nations. I was going to say the United Nations, but that doesn't make any sense. They, oh, you're saying what were the years again? From 46 to 51. Oh, because I live by the United Nations. That's why I got confused. I didn't realize they were, it just doesn't add up that they would put them on Long Island. So,
0: yeah, I guess they were probably building the building in the city and they were like, don't worry, we got a really good place for you guys.
1: Yeah, I was thinking, right Wait next, a minute, like in uh,
0: F. Scott Fitzgerald's book, come on.
1: I was thinking it can't be the United Nations because even in North by Northwest, which was in the 50s, the United Nations building was in Manhattan. So I got confused.
0: So, Dave, I don't know if you know this, but Weird Al Yankovic actually did a parody of All About Soul. He did. He did. Yeah. It was called All About Skull. You know, the chewing tobacco. Oh, boy. You see, this was a period of time. I don't know if you remember that, you know, you're you've. You're you're practically a Weird Al biographer, I would say. You know so much about the guy. Remind you about this? But there was a time when he was hurting financially. If you don't uh, remember, he actually his manager was Billy Joel's ex brother-in-law, the same guy who stole all of Billy Joel's money, also ripped off Weird Al Yankovic. So Weird Al had to sell out and do a lot of commercial songs. And so the Skull Corporation, good people, they paid him to do all about Skull. I'll read you a few of the lyrics. You probably remember from this commercial. Uh, The chorus was, it's all about skull. It's all about that rich, smoky, nicotine feeling. It's all about skull. Pack your lip and get high as the ceiling. Hey, now. You know,
1: Elon, if you need that much of a setup for two of the lines of the song,
0: (laughs) it's usually not your best work. (laughs) Well, I'll say this. At least I didn't try singing this one. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, the worst thing about it is he, he wrote this song for a commercial and then they realized that they can't advertise on TV because they're a tobacco company. Wow. Poor Weird Al. You can only find it on the Weird Al uh, rarities disc. Right. Called My Lives. Right. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Well, folks, that was All About Soul. You can listen and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Alan Altman. I'm Dave Juskow. Tune in next time for more Billy Joel A to Z.